What's up, y'all? So, I have to tell you, this morning I woke up and I went to do my usual routine. And that usual routine is work anywhere from 3 to 5 in the morning. I'll wake up, I'll start, I'll, I'll get dressed very quickly, and I'll go to work before I have to head to work. And once I drop the baby off to her day camp, then I'll go in and I will try to worship, right? Um, I always want to make time for God. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it is so funny because as I'm saying, I always want to make time for God. Then I hear a thought saying, and that's them, you know, because I don't think that we really realize what true worship is. And worship is love. There's a scripture in (laughs) worship is righteousness, peace and joy. That is worship. And what is righteousness? Righteousness is when God tells you who you are, you believe him. That is righteous. And that's what, when uh, God told Abraham to get up and go to a land that I will show you. And he kept telling him that he'll make him, his descendants great, that he was going to make him a great nation. That was his calling. His calling was to be a father of the faith. And his name meant father. And this is the thing is that we don't realize that that is who God is calling us to be something. And us not believing it is us not being righteous with God. It's not us not being right with God. We're not seated in heavenly places because our rightful seat is on the throne. And that is within your natural God-given talent and abilities, the thing that he's calling you to do that you're scared to do, maybe because religion is taking over it. For the longest, I was scared to go into pop and (coughs) R&B. Oh, the cough, guys. Um, Excuse me. So, and I was scared because I thought that God could never have called me into being in pop and R&B. But here's the thing is, You need to go into all of the world. Because what the world is, is you and me. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the body. That he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's why the Bible says that the body is your temple. Because the world is your body. And when I had the vision that I had the globe in my torso, it really put some things into perspective because what is true worship is going after each other. It's making sure that we're connected. And whenever we are disconnected, that is sin. Why do you think that when 
she um when eve ate the apple she was disconnected that's what sin is it's being disconnected and here's another thing is this is going to take it to another level what exactly is disconnection from god because see what the enemy or evil thought or sin all of these can be described as the character and the behaviors of the enemy what it is is doubt in yourself that is the ultimate sin that's why she was taken out of heaven because she doubted herself how many times as a child were you persecuted for doing something that was perceived as evil when you were just being innocent? How many times did you get up and dance and they tell you to, they told you to shut off the music and stop dancing like that? How many times did you get up and try to sing in your room and they told you to shut off the music because you're embarrassing them? I remember one time I... um. <laughs> oh god okay so i remember one time i took i stole two hundred dollars i think i was six years old (laughs) i was six years old i stole two hundred dollars from my foster dad's wallet and i gave it to the church on sunday (laughs) Not a penny of the $200 was missing. The entire $200 went in the church plate. (laughs) That was innocent. I wasn't trying to steal from him. I didn't realize that it was stealing. See, we're the only ones who know right from wrong. Those who have their brains fully developed. And we don't finish developing our brains until well after our mid-20s. Let that simmer. So for us to cause a child to feel like they're less than for something that they're doing, that's not. And how many times have we felt like that growing up? Like we didn't feel like we were good enough. Like what did I do? I just, and when you're ripped away from your family, you're ripped away from your identity. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary for you to be ripped away from your family because you have to be the light. And if there's way too much darkness in your family, how are you supposed to be the light? How are you supposed to shine? Because a lamp cannot be hidden and the city on a hill cannot be hidden. How will you shine? Sometimes it's necessary that God takes us out of our families and it it can feel so daunting because we're raising our kids by ourselves, single moms, whoop, and we don't know how to we don't know how to do it usually it's a generation that teaches a a second generation and a third generation how to parent but what happens when it's a generational curse of abandonment what happens when it's a generational curse of mothers teaching their children how to abandon their children (laughs) 
for me, my adoptive mom changed that in me. She taught me that we don't do that. But then there was a break in that too. And what I learned was, what am I missing in worship? Because it goes back to the heart of worship. What are we missing? And guys, I have to tell you, heaven and hell is not when we die. Because that would negate the entire scripture. And scripture specifically says that heaven and hell is in the mind. Or else Ephesians 4.23 wouldn't have said to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. And to have a mindset is to be influenced by either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. When you're influenced by the kingdom of darkness, your entire body goes into darkness and you get sick. Because your body needs light to vibrate. Sound. In the end days, my people will not endure sound doctrine. And what that that's talking about <clears throat> light. Now, for us, the rejected, abandoned tribe that it can be so hard to to find yourself and to know yourself because all your life someone has been telling you how you have never been good enough all your life and you know where that stems from it stems from someone not knowing you as the cute tiny little cuddly baby and where they meet you is where they meet you. You've never been anything. That's why children, I heard um, a kid's story one time say that um, that children didn't know that the teacher used to be a baby. <laughs> and it's just because children are the most honest. They, they're the most honest of human perception. We all come from somewhere because we all deserve to belong now heaven and hell is the mind and the problem the reason why you're not able to see heaven or hell is because you don't have faith now faith is easily achieved how can you have faith how can you have what you need in order to see God and the only way you're able to see God is through having sight discernment. And the only way you're going to be able to have sight discernment is through fasting. Because you have to understand that you were abandoned. And being abandoned is the mark of the beast. So if we're going to be abandoned... Beyond our control, because this isn't something that we can control. We can't control if our parents want us or not. And that's okay. Because usually when you're ripped away from your family, you're taken to greater heights. And this is when I found out that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called by his purpose. This is what I know is that abandonment is the mark of the beast. You don't get to choose whether you're abandoned and you don't get to choose whether 
you get to receive the mark of the beast. But all things work in full circle because the Bible also says that The Bible also says that true religion is this, to look after the widow and the orphan. Now, what is modern day widow, the single mom? What is modern day orphan, the single mom's kid? Sure, orphans are still orphans. If they're abandoned by both parents, that's still considered, I mean, that's by definition of the word, but by definition of the word is when a child is abandoned by a parent, not just, not only to and what I realized about being abandoned and about it being God's true religion is this (laughs) that you are more than enough that you are more than enough because true religion is to look after the widow and the orphan it's not to, oh, let me make sure that I'm only wearing skirts. Oh, let me make sure that I'm not wearing any makeup. Oh, let me make sure that I'm only singing hymns at church. Let me make sure that I'm at church five days a week because that's what true religion is. Because a man told me that that's what true religion is. But what is the Bible telling you? Do you know why you were abandoned? If you were abandoned, then I am speaking to you. But do you know why you were abandoned? You were abandoned so that you didn't have to learn their ways. God wanted to teach you a new thing. God wanted to bring you in in a new way. God needed light shine through you that your parents would have snuffed because they were the problems and their parents were the problems and their parents' parents were the problems. So now here you are, the new thing, God's new creation, the light. Then I did a fast from the spirit of perversion. Guys, I strongly recommend you do this fast. Just what I did was it was a 40-day fast in my mind. I had it set that I would fast from the spirit of perversion. And that is powerful because your mind has that uh, mindset. It's already set there. (coughs) What you think is extremely powerful. I fasted only from me. I ate everything else. The only thing I fasted was, uh, well, I didn't drink uh, wine either. And I fasted from meat and wine um, and all alcoholic beverages. And I did a disciplined fast. I ate um, at a set time in the morning. I ate at a set time in the afternoon. I tried, you know what? No, I didn't. I tried to eat at a set time in the morning, afternoon, and night but the one thing that I did before I ate without fail was I prayed and I would go in my room and meditate and close my eyes and just allow God to show me whatever it is he wanted to show me now when I say God I do mean you that's why the Bible says that I have said you are God's you are God's because you're the sons of the most high and that's why Jesus was crucified and it's what all of society has been saying. The Hindus have been calling it the seven um, light centers of the body or the chakras. The Chinese call it the chi energy. The Japanese call it the ki energy. 
and the Hebrews call it the Shakara. The Bible calls it the light. The Bible calls it the Holy Spirit. Now, also, it also says that he was the life and in, in that life was the light of men. That's your neurotransmitters. So now, for me to go to meditate, what I'm doing is I am talking to what the law of attraction calls source. But he calls himself Yahweh. So because he is the great I am, what is the great I am? He is the light of all things. He is light. It's just light. That's it. It's light. It's light and darkness. It's positive thought and negative thought. I believe what God has been doing is he's been allowing different sectors to teach it in their own way so that he can connect them all in the end. And that's what the one world um, order and new world religion will be. It will be the connection of all things in the end before heaven and hell, hell, hell passes away. Now, this is what I want to say to you. When I did the fast from the spirit of perversion we're not just talking about sex sex is very minute in comparison to what the spirit of perversion is the bible says that hell is composed of three spirits that's satan the false prophet and the beast of hell that beast of hell is the dog but it's also the dog is also married to the spirit of Jezebel. The spirit of Jezebel is the false prophet. Now, in lamest terms, what exactly does this mean? In lamest terms, this means that, well, you were abandoned because of this spirit you were abandoned because of this spirit because of this mindset because the dog mindset has always been anti-family it is anti-family and that's why you were abandoned that's why you were rejected now when I did the fast from the spirit of perversion. I fasted the 40 days. I strongly suggest you do it so you can see what God looks like. Um, it's my fast where I was seeing God every day. I kept going to heaven. I went to heaven every single day. Now, what is heaven? Heaven is the imagination. But when you're dealing with the spirit of perversion, which is the false prophet, which is the liar, is you will never be able to see heaven because you're dealing with a perversion of truth. Now, when I went up there, I remember it was just a reoccurring thing. I kept going to this golden slab in heaven, and it was in the middle of the clouds. It was in the middle of the air, and that was the court of heaven, and then I kept seeing a throne that was completely golden. And this throne that was completely golden, it looked like a tree. 
but it also looked like a throne. It looked like a tree chair, right? And it was completely gold. And I remember when I saw it, I said, God, are you gold? And then the next um, vision I had was when I was seeing um, the spirit of Jesus and me, we were one. And we were worshiping to the Father. And when we were worshiping to the Father, then I saw a gold mist coming out of our mouths. And this gold mist was what was turning the throne golden. Now, when I was turning the throne golden, then I knew that that was why he was gold. Then fast forward, uh, the next vision I had was when I was being pulled. God said to me, come sit on the throne. Come sit on my lap. That's what he said. (laughs) He said, come sit on my lap. I said, no, sir. (laughs) Absolutely not. Kind of perverse thinking is that, right? Because we're so perverse. We think so negatively of certain things and honestly if the other person is perverse and you're perverse well then you y'all just don't need to be you know doing certain things but with god he's not a man that he's you know what i'm saying it's either a truth or lie it's black or white there is no in between and so when he said no when i said no (laughs) I had a a hard time trusting God. And so when he pulled me up to him, then he started to pull my spirit up to sit on his um, lap. But I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. I was just looking at all of these images and all these things happening without my control. And I couldn't stop it. And when I finally came and sat there... um. When I finally came and sat on his throne, then Jesus came from the right-hand side to come and sit with me. But when I sat up there, it was a platform, and it was huge, and it was no longer a lap. It was just a throne, and it was huge. And he said, this is the reason why I couldn't give the mother of the disciples that asked me that her sons sit on my right and on my left side. This is the reason why I couldn't give it to them. And I told her that it was only for my father to give. And the reason why is because the throne belongs to the widow and the orphan. That's why it's true religion. And then I came and I sat down on his lap. And when I came and sat down on his lap, I finally realized that I was home. That's why the Bible says, count it all joy. Thank you. Jesus, thank you, God, for allowing me to be abandoned. Because had I not been abandoned, I would not have been able to have that experience. I wasn't abandoned because I didn't deserve a family. No, I was abandoned because I deserve something better than a family. And I deserve to know who I was with, through and through without any... Uh, without any doubt. Not only was I supposed to know who I was and my rightful place on the throne and where I was supposed to be seated in heavenly places, but I was supposed to come back and tell you where you're supposed to be. 
that you're supposed to be seated in heavenly places, that you're supposed to be um, having your rightful place, that you are the heir to the throne and God doesn't need to die in order for you to have it. And no one else does for that matter. We all have. And so finally, this is what I want to tell you. When I came up for prayer and (laughs) when I came up for prayer, God said to me, I said to him, what do you want me to do? What do you, what do you need from me? What is it that you need me to do first? And then he says, to love yourself. And then he says to me, because the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. When the Bible says that people will be lovers of self, to be a lover of self is to be a lover of your own stingy wants, your own stingy needs. Because the first commandment is to be, the first greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if a multitude of sins can be covered through these two commandments, what is it that you need to do? Where is your calling? Some of you, God can be calling you to the entertainment field, to the entertainment um, industry, and you aren't going because you think that your true religion is to follow behind a man in a suit who doesn't even love himself who condemns and self-hates. And this will be evident by the way that he talks about others. If he doesn't talk about others with love, that's not a man you need to be following. You need to cut that tie quickly. And guard your heart diligently because you should be loving yourself. I went to a church and this pastor said, "Um, don't go to Florida, they have COVID. (laughs) Everybody has COVID, you know? And here I am in New York, and I'm the only Floridian in the congregation. And so we forget, we forget so often to love each other, to love each other as as God, to love ourselves. That's what we forget. You can never love me from an empty tank. So what's your assignment today? Your assignment is to worship. How do you worship? You worship by loving yourself, by believing God for what he said you are to be, by being happy about it and being at peace with it. That's how you love yourself. That's true worship. It's being kind to yourself. 
is being one with God and knowing that, yeah, you were created for a purpose and you were created for something much greater than just existing. And if nobody else told you that they love you today, I love you. I love you more than you know. You can do it. So when you're going through your day and you're listening to all this self-talk, this negative self-talk, oh, that's not what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Oh, that's, the enemy just comes to confuse. The enemy just comes to take your identity. Who are you? What do you have experience in? Okay, you have 11 years experience in bookkeeping? Do that, boo. Do it. But scale it. Level up. Okay, you have 15 years in bookkeeping and now the enemy's coming to tell you, no, you have to reinvent yourself because you're not God and, and that's not what God would do. And here you are just throwing 15 years down the, uh, down the drain, out the window. All the enemy wants to come and tell you is that you are not you. You've been outside of yourself and you don't need to love you. And when I saw Jesus, he says to me, love you. That's your assignment today, is to love you. How can I take you out to the world to love the rest of the world when you don't even love you first? And it hit me, and I understood. So my assignment today is to love me and to love you by telling you that this is what you need to do. Because there is no greater love than the one you give to yourself. Self-care, self-love is mental health at its finest. You will not be able to thrive until you love you, until you realize that you are important, and until you realize that nothing else matters except you. You. All of you. So, there's a, a movie, Moana, I'm not sure if you saw it, but in the movie, she's telling him, you will board my boat, sail across the sea, and restore the heart of Tafiti, some lava monster. And so, she says to the guy that's supposed to be helping her, Maui, she says to him, you have to restore the heart. The ocean chose me. And then Maui says to her, the ocean chose wrong. In this scene, that is the representation of the devil. The ocean chose wrong. God didn't choose wrong. That's why the Bible says that the gift and the calling can never be withdrawn. It's you, boo. It's all of you. There is no one that's more exceptional than you. There's no one that's more powerful than you. There's no one that's more beautiful than you. There is no one that is more deserving of love. It's all of you. But that is all the time I have, guys. I love y'all more than y'all know. <laughs>